International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. I'll obey you, Lord, when it suits me. I'll obey you, Lord, when it seems beneficial to me. I'll obey you, Lord, when it seems right to me. Can you, do you understand how that sounds to God Almighty? I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today we continue a study of the life of Elijah, one of the Old Testament prophets who had a significant impact on the lives of ancient Israel. We're in the book of 1 Kings chapter 22, and we'll hear more about the disobedient, feckless King Ahab and his obedient, God-seeking counterpart, King Jehoshaphat of Judah, and of course, the prophet Elijah, the Tishbite. Here's Dr. Kevin Shaw with part two of a message titled, God Keeps His Word. We see that Ahab was generally wicked. That's that's the way he is described in this passage of Scripture. There was nobody else like Ahab. Ahab violated the laws of God and displeased God completely. Now, who was he trying to please? Well, what we see very interestingly in the life of Ahab, it wasn't about obeying Baal, you know, some foreign god. It wasn't that he decided, I am going to be the servant of Baal, because we see Ahab marrying Jezebel, and when Baal works out, that's okay, and when God works out, that's okay, and he just is willing to flop back and forth between whatever he wanted, because Ahab's God, in the end, was himself. I mean, it is this life that, are, that is lived for self. And for that purpose, God's laws are optional. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, he was, he was, it was w- within Ahab's power. You know, he figures, I'm the king, and so the king can do whatever he wants. Laws are optional for the king. And so he married Jezebel, clearly against God's law. It was clearly against the law of the Old Testament. 
It was clearly against God's law. Well, why did, okay, so how did he think that this could happen? It wasn't that he got some sort of special dispensation from the high priest. It wasn't that he got some sort of special dispensation from the, uh, from the temple that was at Samaria, which is where the northern kingdom was worshiping. He was, he was willing to change whatever, you know, and, and be above whatever the requirements. You know, you have in, in English history the story of Henry VIII, course who wanted to divorce his wife and the pope would not grant the divorce so he trumped up charges had her executed and then you know he's able to do whatever he, you know he has that done and so it i'd forget how many were executed and how many were divorced and how all that worked out but um you know you can do whatever you want because he feels like he's above the law you know just well if if you know if the pope won't grant me to do what i want i'll make myself you know the king and um and then I'll make myself the head of the church. Uh, th- that's so convenient. At least he was open about it. Henry VIII was honest about it. Most other people who make themselves the head of their own church, they're not honest about it. And so it's the idea is he married Jezebel against God's law. But, you know, that, so God's laws don't, and, and other people don't matter. When we talk about other people don't matter, he was willing to kill the prophets of God. You know, Jezebel, he married Jezebel. He liked her. She brought Baal worship. That's pretty cool. That's okay. So she wants to kill off the prophets of God. Eh, okay, go ahead. Do that. That's fine. No big deal. Living for self, God's laws are optional, and other people don't matter. Isn't it interesting? What is the law of God? The, the, the Pharisees asked Jesus, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy heart thy soul, thy might, right? and love others as thyself. Living disobediently. Spiritual encounters are convenient. You see, see, people who are living obediently can have spiritual encounters. Have you ever noticed this? You talk to some people and they, I'm reading articles right now about, and, and there are articles all over talking about the spirituality of the United States of America. In fact, they're saying in surveys to now that this is one of the most spiritual times in the history of our country. Now, the way they're describing is this. We have a nation that doesn't go to church, but people describe themselves as being very spiritual. Well, I think that's fascinating because it's, it's such a selfish, self-centered, non-godly, non-biblical, non-religious view of what spirituality is. It can mean anything to anyone else. And so then we can have spiritual encounters. People can have visions and have special senses of things that have happened in their lives. Or, or they can even have religious experiences in, in, in Baptist churches. But, they're, but they have them for purposes of convenience. In, 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 in Elijah's life, for instance, you have Ahab and Elijah on Mount Carmel, and you have this battle between the prophets of, uh, the prophet of God and the prophets of Baal, and, and God shows himself as superior uh, and existing to, I say superior to, the, to Baal, he, he exists, Baal does not. And so he shows himself as real, and the, and the prophets of Baal are slain, and, and Ahab seems to be kind of... You know, going along with the flow allows Jezebel to pr- profess uh, her willingness to kill Elijah. 
But, you know, okay, that's the way it works. Fine, go with the flow. That's, that's Ahab. He's willing to receive instructions from the prophets on how to defeat Ben-Hadad. And we saw that all the way back in chapter 20. Remember when the prophets came and he was going to go out to battle with Ben-Hadad and God sends two different different prophets and several different times to give him instructions on how that battle is going to go and how how he's going to win that battle. And he's perfectly fine in receiving those instructions and obeying the prophets of God when it, when it is convenient for him. But you have to understand, living obediently is not about living obediently conveniently. I'll obey you, Lord, when it suits me. I'll obey you, Lord, when it seems beneficial to me. I'll obey you, Lord, when it seems right to me. Can you, do you understand how that sounds to God Almighty? So you have these spiritual encounters that are convenient. And so Ahab goes on living his own way. And of course, he commits sin against God, such great sins as we've not seen in the past. But then, of course, we come to chapter 20. <clears throat> One and in chapter twenty-one, we have the story of Naboth and his vineyard, and of, and the result of the murder of Naboth by Jezebel, but but allowed by Ahab, and Ahab lives under that curse because he allowed it to happen. Living selfishly has consequences, and so now he lives under this curse. Now, what are those consequences? Ahab has these multiple offenses. And because of that, Ahab and his family were cursed. And we'll see the curse upon his family in later messages. But I want you to see the curse upon Ahab as a result of living disobediently. This is reaping of the flesh. And we're going to see that in the life of Ahab. So seeking God for him was only a matter of convenience. And he's living under the curse. And see, now when you live under the curse... When you know that you have been living disobediently, you can have no real expectation of God's blessing upon your life. So, well, you know, I'm living disobediently, I'm disobeying God, I'm doing the things, but I expect God to bless me. Not even Ahab expected that. Ahab had no real expectation of God's blessing. So we come to chapter 22, and here's what happens in chapter 22. Jehoshaphat, who is the king of Judah, that's the nation in the south, comes down the mountain to Samaria to meet with Ahab, who seems to be the more prominent king in this story. And so he comes to meet with with Ahab, who is the king of Israel, and he's discussed as the king of Israel. And they begin discussing a a city that is on the other side of the Jordan called Ramoth. And they said, you know, that Ramoth in Gilead should belong to us, and, and it was taken from us a long time ago, and it should come back to us. Now, interesting thing about Jehoshaphat, the Bible tells us that Jehoshaphat was, for the most part, a righteous king. Dr. Shaw will come back with more about the godly King Jehoshaphat, a key character in our lesson today. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and part two of a message titled, God Keeps His Word, as we continue a study of the life of Elijah, a prophet in the Old Testament days. 
Visit daretostand.org for more details about Dr. Shaw's church or this radio ministry. Many in our community struggle with addiction. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thanks, Dr. Shaw. If you would like more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church, 623-581-3115. And now, let's get back to our study of the life of Elijah as Dr. Shaw talks more about King Jehoshaphat of Judah. So you have this godly, God-honoring, and you see something of the personality of Jehoshaphat here. He seems to be just, he seems to be a nice guy too. You notice that about Jehoshaphat? He just seems to be a nice guy. I'll show you in the text where where that happens. And so Jehoshaphat comes to meet Ahab, and Ahab says, listen, we should take Ramoth Gilead, we should take that back. And Jehoshaphat says, great idea. My... I will be with you. My armies will be with your armies. My chariots will be your chariots. He describes that here. He says, I am as thou art. I will be with you. I'm with you. My people will be your people. My horses, your horses. And and Jehoshaphat said unto the king, but he says, listen, listen, we'll do it. Let's go. Let's do it together. But first, let's ask the Lord about it. I'm I'm trying to imagine (laughs) this whole story. I'm trying to see it in my mind's eye. I, I can see, I'm just imagining Ahab's personality. <sighs> okay, we'll ask the Lord, goody two-shoes here. So we're going to get the prophets together. And he gets together. I mean, think about this. Our congregation on Sunday morning, 400 prophets. 400 prophets! who seem to profess to be prophets of the Lord. Uh, and we'll, we'll just talk about this for a moment. So, for, for him, religion is a formality. See, he has 400 prophets at hand, but they don't seem to be godly prophets based upon the text. Now, I, I've been looking at the text, and some commentators say, well, they weren't prophets of Baal because Jehoshaphat would never have had anything to do with prophets of Baal. But they certainly weren't legitimate prophets of God either. They were sort of yes-men spiritual prophets. These were the guys that, they, they, they were not people who would speak God's word to Ahab. They were people who would say, yeah, great king, go for it, we're with you. Can I just remind you of something? Are those the kind of people that you are drawn to? Not the people that will tell you the truth based upon God's word, but the people who will tell you the things that you want to hear. You see, how do you know that these are those people? So the king, verse 6, he gathers together 400 prophets. 
And he says, shall, I go, you know, shall we go out to battle? And they say, yes, go up. The Lord, Jehovah, is with you. Uh, and and it's, it'll, be delivered in, it'll be delivered into the hand of the king. They're false prophets. They're not true prophets. That's important when we come to the rest of the story. But the real prophet here is hated. Jehoshaphat looks and he says, ah. Uh. Je- Jehoshaphat had some spiritual discernment. And so he looks at these guys, and notice verse 7. Verse 7, he says, And Jehoshaphat said, Isn't there a prophet of the Lord besides these guys? You know, he's so nice. Isn't there a prophet of the Lord besides these? Um, Can we find? And the funny thing is that Ahab knows exactly what he's asking. Ahab knows, oh, you want a legit prophet. Oh, you want a real prophet? Okay. And it says that we might inquire of him. And the king said unto Jehoshaphat, There's one man. (laughs) But I hate him. And the reason I hate him is he never says anything good about me. Can, Can I just remind you of something? When you're walking in disobedience to God... Every message seems fiery. When you're walking in disobedience to God, it seems like every preacher is after you. When you're walking in disobedience to God, all godly counsel seems to be negative. But that's not about God, that's about you. The reason that this particular prophet, Micaiah, this particular prophet spoke this way to Ahab was because of Ahab's spiritual condition. And so he hates him. And that's what we see in verse 28, and then, of course, in verses 15 through 18. So the king, <laughs> this. So, so they, call, they call Micaiah in to give his message. Micaiah is an interesting guy. He's a pretty sarcastic prophet. I didn't know there were, some, there were sarcastic prophets in Scripture, but there are sarcastic prophets. So they sent the, the messenger up, and he, they called Micaiah, and we see it in verse 13. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah spake unto him, saying, Behold now, the words of the, prophet, the, the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. Do you see what happened here? They send a messenger. The messenger goes to get to Micaiah. And the messenger says to him, listen, I just want to tell you, all 400 of the other prophets told the king, thumbs up, go. Now, you tell him the same thing. Don't rock the boat. Don't change things. I know you. That's what they're telling him. In verse 14, Micaiah says this, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak. There's a lesson for that in us. Tell people what God says. Don't tell people what everybody else says God says. You hear that? Tell people what God says. Not not everybody else's version. Now, if you have godly people who are speaking the same thing, that ought to get your attention. But just because everybody in the world out there is saying this is okay, it doesn't mean it is. 
So Micaiah goes in before the king. Verse 15. So he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? Shall we go or stay? And he answered and said, go, prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. Now, I wish I could be there to hear how he said that. Because I think how he said it made all the difference in the world. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want, king, go ahead, go. Yeah, everybody else says the same thing. I say the same thing too. Go. You say, how do you know that he said it that way? Well, I want you to look at the king's response. And the king said unto him, how many times shall I adjure thee that you tell me nothing but that which, the, which is true in the name of the Lord? Oh, come, I know you're not telling me the truth. Come on, just, just tell me the truth. And he said, now here's God's message. I saw Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master let them return every man to his house in peace. See, he hates Micaiah for telling him the truth. Yeah, truth-tellers are not popular in worldly circles, especially when they speak for God. Ever been hated for speaking a truth about God? Stay tuned. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If Dr. Shaw's teaching is a blessing to you, we encourage you to visit daretostand.org. Find out more about this ministry. Consider supporting this program with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Your donations help to keep Dr. Shaw on the radio. We would love to give you free copies of Pastor Shaw's teaching and minister to you personally. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. Let us serve you in any way we can. You're always welcome to visit Sunday morning service at 930 or Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. I'm Celeste Montague. Do join us next time for more in our study of the life of Elijah. And now, here's Dr. Shaw with a closing thought about telling the truth. 
Join us next time for more right here on Dare to Stand. Have you ever gotten angry at someone who told you the truth? The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. See, he doesn't expect a blessing. He just expects something that is going to be bad. Of course, he, of course he doesn't expect a blessing because he's, he's, not, he's not in tune to that. But then, because, because you don't expect a blessing, your heart, when, see, when you're walking in disobedience and you're walking under a curse, your heart is inclined to make the wrong choice, it seems like, every time. Even when God gives you the truth,